The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Good y'all. Welcome to In the Deep, a deep league-focused fantasy baseball podcast, part of the Pitcherless Podcast Network. My name is Jordan White, and I'm joined here once again by my good friend and co-host, Christopher Schwebzy Weber. Schwebzy, how you doing this week, buddy? Doing great. I'm I'm still sleeping off Thanksgiving, but I'm always sleeping off everything, so that's not really a, a new thing for me. The the trip to Fed is just an excuse, honestly. True. Uh, what is your favorite Thanksgiving food? I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever asked you that. Well, we had this discussion the other day, and I was appalled at your mashed potato takes. That I don't like mashed potatoes? That yeah. Much. I, think, I think that they are a vessel to carry better things. That's what I think they are. Which is fine. Uh, even in non-Thanksgiving times, like mashed potatoes are just a vessel for you know salt, pepper, and gravy. But salt, pepper, and gravy are awesome, so it's fine to just have a vessel for them. The, this is now a food podcast. It is now a food podcast. I think we need like a third party to kind of like come in here and mediate uh on this argument and luckily we have a guest this week joining us is the founder and president of pitcher list nicholas peter pollock nick hi what is happening i'm so happy i'm here because my middle name is not peter <laughs> despite how many times you have said otherwise on this podcast blasphemy also, if you want, you can drop your actual middle name, and then can you give us the last four of your social too? Yeah, right. Um, name your it first. It is. Uh, it is not Peter. Actually, I'll, I'll say this: it starts with the letter R. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay. Peter. Peter. <laughs> Nicholas Peter Pollock. <laughs> yeah, my first name is Nicholas Hyphen P. <laughs> um, also, mashed potatoes are wonderful. You're just doing them wrong. And um, you're silly. That's all. They are a vessel for better things. Well, aren't we all? Aren't we all? Okay. I know it's called In the Deep, but you don't have to get that deep this early (laughs) in the podcast, Nick. I mean, I am 14 and this is deep. Uh, But thank you all so much for having me on this show. It's In the Deep. I, 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 one of the joys of talking about pitching is actually finding something exciting where others have looked away. And in the deep does such a good job at that. So thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Uh, Schwebzy, 
you and Nick got to share. I, I will say I'm going to address some East Coast supremacy that's going on. Nick, I got to ask, when is there going to be a Midwest pitcherless meetup? When I move to the Midwest. When, when's there going to be a never? When's when's the Raleigh meetup? So never is what no, you're saying. No, I mean when I travel to big cities, I try to go a day early and see if I can wrangle a meetup. So maybe I know I've never been to Chicago. Maybe if uh make it it's to close Chicago, enough, I guess. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Where do you want me to go? Milwaukee, obviously. <laughs> but like, but I don't want to take the. I don't want to take the down if I don't to have go. to. I mean, Milwaukee's a great city, honestly, Nick. I would show you mm. a great time if you ever came here. But okay, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah, just gonna go to. A, I'm just gonna go to a bar with a pitcher lift sign and call yep. it the, mm. the the pitcher list Raleigh meetup. Yeah, if you don't know what that is, we had our New York City meetup, and they wrote pitcher lift instead of list, and uh, you know. I, I I think it's wonderful. To a non-baseball person, those things are both equally nonsensical. So I <laughs> I, I get it. That's a, yep, yep. You know, this is we but just also, really have good forearms to lift that water pitcher. Well, no, that's the thing. You went to a brewery and you're literally lifting pitchers and drinking with each other. That so, is true. Yeah, kind of on Cheers. brand. Cheers, maybe it was a, maybe it was an intentional pun. Wow, you know, I never really thought about that. But anyway, I we're gonna keep having the meetups in New York. And Ooh. if I have a wedding in Chicago, maybe I can make that. If wedding. you have a wedding in Chicago, that that would mean why I would go there. I don't Nick, really know anyone in Chicago, so Nick, Nick, are you are, are you engaged? No. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, <laughs> sorry. Try, we're trying to get any exclusive we can at this point. Uh no, we're yeah. Dying here. Yeah, you're you're barking up the wrong tree. But, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. Well, I, I think I'm fine. <laughs> The only thing that you're married to is Pitcherless, really. There we go. Also, the, the namesake. It's list. also my baby, which is also very weird when you put those two things combined. But very, funny. very. It's very Game of Thrones energy. Yeah. So what are we doing today? <laughs> <laughs> we're just, we're just hanging this. Out. talking about yeah, this. This is what it is, Nick. I don't know if you know what our podcast is. <laughs> deep thoughts. It's in the deep, deep thoughts. thoughts. These are great uh, notes you've made, by the way. I didn't realize that. Um, how extensively yeah, we, are, we, pre- we prepare. Well, no, because it doesn't sound like it when we record podcasts. Well, Shrebsy, how prepared we, are. we were the championship with a ball league team, right? Yeah. 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 We just uh, small- demolished them. We swept the floor. Well, I, I, I take every opportunity like presented to me to talk about the time that I dislocated my shoulder playing softball <laughs> and then came to a pitcherless <laughs> meetup and hit a wiffle ball dinger. Yeah, it was later great. that morning. We, we made up our up own little rule about essentially the infield was the outfield. So if you got it on a fly past the infield, it was yeah. automatically a home run. I hit a 95 foot home run. It was good. It was an exit velocity of 40. It's great. It's beautiful. <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, between the the wiffle ball, the meetup, the the trips to Boston, we've had we've had some we've yeah. had some good uh, good pitcherless times. Oh man. Um, Without me. Here's your exclusive. I'm giving you the exclusive. Schwebzy, by the way, gave me a, a wonderful ride. Yeah, um, uh, to and from uh, Boston. And on the way back, I I had to pee so badly. I it was <laughs> I I got an iced coffee at like was two it a and a half hours. Yeah, it was like two and a half hours out. I was thinking like I had a friend I had to meet for dinner after, and I wanted to you know I could fuel the. I the withdrawal happening. I wanted to have some coffee, and like I remember, like twenty thirty minutes out, I was like, "Oh God, I know where we are. This isn't gonna work." I I I felt so bad because Shrubs, I was like, Shrubs, come see the place. It's like really nice. This is like you know the pitchless, whatever. And I literally was like, 
thank you so much. I got to go. Blah, blah, blah. And I just like ran out the door, you know, of the car, <laughs> got my stuff and ran in. And I'm like hunched over. It's like hurting so much. Like my bladder is that Ooh. full. I'm so sorry to talk so vulgar. And <laughs> I, I go into my apartment and I'm just going straight for the bathroom. And I have my keys from the door in my hand. And I just kind of throw them. And it was like, go away. I just got to let go of this. I can't think of it. I throw it into the my bathroom sink that did not at the time have a drain stopper. <laughs> so I literally threw my keys down the drain. And I couldn't get them out. <laughs> And uh, I like I tried all the different methods and everything I did. I went further and further down the drain. I can see them and I'm trying to like, do I have any gum? Do I have anything else? I can't do it. And they go into my drain and I, I live in a, a two person bet, um, you know, apartment, two bedroom uh, apartment just on my own. I have the studio in one, my bedroom in the other. And I <laughs> I remember my bathroom sink at one point. Was getting clogged a lot. And I was like, well, because I know what's going on here. My the keys are in there and like and everything like that. But you just kept on using the sink? Well, I how I, yes. <laughs> also, I love I how you just snuck in the plumber. I love how you just snuck in the fact that you have a two-bedroom apartment in New York by yourself. Just Rent stabilized, nice baby. It's <laughs> oh, the beautiful. life. And um, beautiful. but anyway, so it, it gets clogged. So eventually I call the super, and what they do, they send over someone to fix the the sink. And I remember the guy saying there were keys in your pipe and i had to act like there was another person living here in the other bedrooms oh i don't know it must have been my roommates <laughs> oh man so yeah that was the last time i saw schwebzy <laughs> must must have been my roommate who who lives out of the murder studio <laughs> yeah the murder room right right where i am right now with all the sound panels and dampening to make myself sound good for your podcast you're welcome Schwabs. thank you so much and George, thank you, you so too. much like we're I like guess eight, i'm here too <laughs> we're eight minutes in and God. have covered one percent of our notes yeah, i'm a second class boring. citizen on my own podcast right yeah. now this is awful yeah yeah gosh i, I only we, speak when you're t- smoking <laughs> <laughs> oh wow That'll be it for this week's episode of the Deep. Thank you so much for joining us. Nick, thank you. Bye. Saying it in jest. I couldn't even (laughs) finish the sentence. Oh. No, thank you guys so much for having me. Oh, of course. Yeah, happy to have you as always, even though you're roasting the crap out of me. I love it. (laughs) Uh, You're joining us from your uh, self proclaimed murder dungeon. Not dungeon, it's not underground. Fair. Fine. Murder. It's actually, that's proclaimed by everybody but self. Murder parapet? It's it's my studio. Yes, you almost had it. It was the, the, the mur- words the, were like the letters were the right next studio. to each other on the keyboard. I get it. <laughs> uh, this is a place that you obviously do your streams from on Twitch. You also built the list from there. Um, your most recent list that you did was at the end of the season, just after the season ended. You did a top two hundred. Do you have any regrets from that list that you made always. at this point I, was it like have, it was it like an immediate thing i had regrets the second i published it i always have regrets of the list yeah. i also like the way that you phrase it was like this is the room where i make the list as if like i'm chiseling it into a tablet as i go oh yeah you, know? you don't um, do them all on stone tablets before you yeah put them there you go uh but no i mean there are certain players right now that i've openly acknowledged i think i'm going to be changing a bit um one mm. i think i'm going to be raising is zach gallon a little um, and same with Christian Javier, but the problem is that there are only so many places they can go. There's so many good pitchers. Uh, I might have been a little high on my like injured backup tier of like Ketamaeda and Mike Soroka, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I'm honestly not not too much at the moment. I'm going through right now all 30 rotations and making uh, plus pitch podcasts podcasts for them uh, to come out in January as I prepare it also for my top 200. And I, it's kind of nice to get like a feeling of like, okay, cool, like a rediscovery of these players. I don't really have massive regrets yet. Um, but uh, I don't know. I want Lance Lynn. That's what I know right now. Nick, do you think this year that uh, you could start putting notes before your lists? Yeah, that's what I do. I put notes always before the list. Thank oh, you. I, know, I, know, I, I never, I never read them. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I thought you were saying, can you put the table before the notes? And I say, oh, no, no. never. No. No, it is a long-running joke that no one ever reads yeah, the notes the, before the, the Nick's list. Yeah, the notes don't exist. There are no notes. The, the yeah. all-caps all reminder to please read the notes is <laughs> completely so disregarded by so many people. <laughs> I love it. I, I try to sneak them in every so often. There was once I tried to actually make the table only 25, and I said, are you serious? You skipped the notes? Um, but it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. It's always 100 mm. for mine, so I couldn't do so, the joke. So I have to ask, Nick, how did it feel letting one of your babies go and letting first pitch go this year oh that was hard that was really hard honestly i i thoroughly enjoy doing the first pitch podcast i uh, it's like a, a moment to just kind of sit down and i don't know speak into the wind almost every morning i uh, but i mean i i replaced it with the plus pitch and that was good i was able to do that one i mean everyone did such a great job. Chad Young, Scott Chu, Daniel Poor, Kevin Hastings, um, James Chiano as well. Um, Schwebzy a couple times. Uh, no, Schwebzy I stepped in. I did. I did sure. one episode of First Pitch last year, and you'll you'll note that when the call went out for who wants to do it full time, I did not put my name in because <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine doing it's, that all the time. It's a it's a difficult thing, but once you get into a rhythm of it, it, it becomes second nature almost of the process of okay cool how do i get my news quickly how do i um how do i kind of read what happened and have some quick analysis on the important parts um faster than usual you get into a rhythm of that um but yeah they did such a great job this year well you dropped first pitch well you 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 handed off first pitch and you did you started the plus pitch podcast yes. and you also started the nick and alex baseball show yeah nabs nabs is fun we're doing season 2 Absolutely. That thing is, um, we realized that we talked so much about fantasy baseball, but Fast and I have so many thoughts about the game itself. We didn't really have a place to do that. So yeah, the Nick and Alex baseball show exists now. And we want that to be, uh, my vision for that over time is to be like a huge baseball show, like make it a, an event every week, as opposed to just kind of run of the mill, what are the news? We want to bring in guests and we want to talk about what's going on, what's important and not just, uh, you know, talking head stuff. So really excited for the future of that one. And yeah, it's been a really fun year doing that. Well, you've already had one of the most prolific Pitcherless podcast guests, uh, Ellen Adair, as a guest host, I believe, for she some was episodes. Amazing. Yeah, Ellen Adair. Ellen, is, Ellen is fantastic. Is yeah, and you guys did a Ellen. show with her last year. Yeah, Ellen was great. Uh, loved having them on and also like very excited. Also, the next episode that we're going to do, we're going to have Ellen on. Yes! A little teaser. We have scheduled that out, so that's way very better than this too. episode. Whatever this episode comes worse than than the Ellen one next time. We appreciate you being here, Nick. We do. <laughs> I that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say. I'm I'm, I'm not going to say anything else about that. But we do appreciate having you here. <laughs> I'm very it's glad good. to be here. 
it you know it you can't just do all peak you need you need valleys you know wow yes <laughs> this is the person that this is the person that lets us have a podcast on their podcast network and we're just roasting them it's wild i love um, it so much you know the valleys it, it, it's I, I take the valleys to be the the empty space in music that you need to have you can't just go no everyone's no, no, favorite no. part of music yeah well no but you need the tension <laughs> you need the tension and release you know and i'm helping you right now so what you're saying like is that you're the tension head. yes okay no like, like like nick i'm a former musician so i can i can absolutely appreciate that there you go uh nick Thank something you. that actually somewhat relates to our podcast we got a new colleague that oh, you announced today so cool oh, man do you want to talk uh, yeah. a little bit about who just joined Absolutely. Uh, chris clegg has joined the pitchless team uh to lead our dynasty content which i could not be more thrilled about if you don't know chris clegg uh co-host of the prospect Toolshed podcast with eric cross he has done some fantastic stuff at fan tracks and the fantasy pros in the past could not think of a better fit uh for everything that we do just as i mean he's incredible his work ethic is amazing his enthusiasm for for prospects he's actually someone um i'm absolutely shocked he told us that he has a prospect ranking that he updates essentially every day that he just moves guys around and i have so Hmm. much respect for him i couldn't be more thrilled uh that he's joining the team and we're really excited about what we're doing with dynasty in 2023 and beyond with uh with chris leading the way it's gonna be great I think Chris is definitely someone that we're we're gonna want to have on the podcast. Oh yeah, at some point, just absolutely, to... just to hear his voice. Oh, of great voice, yeah, great voice. That's along with two other perfect, along with two other just okay voices. I would yeah, say. okay voice. It's not like you're like a voice actor or anything. Peaks and valleys. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, yikes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, yeah, so Schwebzy, how long have you been doing uh, voice acting? <laughs> I'm actually just getting into it. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I don't have any resources. Duluth Trading Company, Buck Naked Under Excuse me, you're not the voice actor. Here. Oh, I can't. Oh, sorry. Also, that's just a free ad that we just gave out. Oh, did we? Oh, we just, we just did a, oh man, unbelievable. I've been begging to do ad reads and Nick won't let us. <laughs> that's true. That's, that, it's the, it's. It's, it's a thorn in our sides. You know, it's, you guys so signed the contract. You're not allowed to do ad reads. You That's not this. in our contract. I still have my contract on my <laughs> desktop, sir. Good. You Thank should. You Everyone should. We were actually joking with Chu last week, or I, I was joking that it's in my contract that I have to talk about Lars Newtbar every single week for, for the, you know, the entire run of this podcast, however long it goes. But the, then the, the, it wound up evolving into my contract is simply me writing in crayon on a piece of computer paper that you know i, yeah, I must sounds, talk about sounds, large new every week <laughs> that sounds about right i'm is it bad that all i think about is the drummer of metallica every time i hear his name oh that's the worst the worst lars i know because <laughs> because it's you know new bar is really the thing i should be focusing on but i hear lars and all i hear are trash cans in my head <laughs> you know and, and i just i hear lars new and i think saint anger it's terrible yeah, it's really, it's really, really bad. Trash know? cans. Lars Newpar doesn't play for the Astros. I'm cutting that out. Yeah, well, that was <laughs> that was me merging the two together, you know? Um, but yeah, so yeah, we're excited to have Chris. Uh, we're excited for everything that comes in 2023. Yeah, uh, speaking of which, Pitcherlist 8.0. Yeah. 
Is there anything at all, any little small yeah, nuggets sure. that you want to tease for, people the, for the people? People have been suggesting that I call it Home PL8. It's a home plate. And oh. I won't do that. I'm not going to do that. It doesn't It doesn't It's a good work. pun. It's, it's a, a good pun, pun, but as far as marketing and branding, it's just too obtuse. It's not smooth. It's an awkward way. If I had to like introduce it, you know? Uh, so we're not doing that. Sorry to we don't. We don't do obtuse around here. Yeah, we do not. Because we're all a bunch of cuties. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so PLA. Thank you. <laughs> Good job, Jordan. We're all very proud. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are adding more to our player pages. And uh, a major thing that we're doing is we have a very new stat we're going to be introducing. Um, I don't want to go into it here, but it's mm-hmm. called PLV. And I... Uh, I personally believe that it's a complete shift of how you can think about a certain player. And it's more about the applications of using PLV than just the stat itself. Um, There's some really fun things that we get to do with it. Uh, And it's going to be a major feature on those player pages. Small fact, we actually made those player pages expecting to have PLV last year. And that's what we revamped all of them and did all the stuff that we did. And then we just didn't have it uh so i you should get amped for what plv is and what's coming no i know so much work has gone into it and i'm I'm really excited when it finally gets unveiled yeah we're also uh adding another subscription on top that adds a lot more tools than you have now so that's the thing that people have been requesting from us um we put a lot of uh resources into making some great fantasy tools for you guys uh and i'll have more to talk about that in uh at the end of january pitch con all right so i think my single favorite part of the pitcher list website and i got i sound like i'm doing an ad read right now <laughs> see look you wanted to do an ad he's there really you go. trying i'm a company man what can i say <laughs> this is this is the most shilliest shill thing <laughs> right that Schwebzy has ever done <laughs> oh what, all right what, kurt. A, what, a, what a, a company man through and through what a brown i never noser. thought you'd become kurt shilling over here <laughs> Oh, no. all right i do in fact love the pitcher list pages i the the player pages are just fantastic because there's just so much information and you can manipulate it and filter it in whatever way those you that want. use a game log properly are the ones that the win game the log so good right now uh and you know last year we got baseball savant data which is a fantastic addition yep. now what 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 is a what is a unique way that you can use our player pages that you can't do in any other site? Like what what oh, what easy. Um I mean first of all the repertoire section on on pitcher pages are we have data that is there but isn't actually presented. Uh so you can look at individual pitches and see how a four seamer performs based on league average with just two clicks. You just see league average for every stat and there it is. Like, oh, I didn't realize that the O swing of a sinker is typically 28% and this guy has it at 37 and you instantly are taught is this good or bad when you see a number and it can be really intimidating when you go to a player page otherwise you see all these numbers and stats that you don't know and you don't know what to do well we have a tooltip you hover over every single stat it tells you what it is and then you can click on league average to see if it's as above or below that um, to quickly grasp if this guy is doing a good thing or not so uh, right there and then there it should be the easiest one to use and most accessible for people. Yeah, I I remember like we we had conversations about this before the pitchless player pages dropped, like how context is so important and it's yes. not 
it's not out there enough and that's it's great uh, i'm i'm selfish and i i love that there's the uh the pitch specific sliders oh yeah oh yeah right because yeah. that was something that we discussed uh, like it was just something i threw out on our trip up to boston and now it's there yeah. and it's just uh, yeah i remember cool. that in the da- um, dashboard i was like planning that out I was like oh that's cool we could take exactly the rankings before and you threw it out there yeah yeah there's so much that. information on those pages and it's just it's so good and like i said so much work has gone into yeah. it and it's so, so cool to see if it you're all not using there. them what are you doing what are you doing <laughs> stop everyone we talk about today you should go look it up it's for hitters and pitchers both the hitting stuff is just as good as the pitching stuff this is a 60 minute commercial go to it (laughs) but all right we we have we have a podcast to do though we actually have like analysis i promise i promise oh this stuff this stuff is useful i swear that what i'm going to say next to i want to talk about the twitch streams just a little bit more because it's going to parlay into beautiful stuff that the actual analysis so with your twitch streams that you're doing you just started doing them again obviously like we talked about earlier we mentioned you've worked from the from Arizona through both Chicago teams. Yeah, so I just was the last the one that you today. did. So I've gone through six teams so far. Yes. I've got twenty four to go. Yes. So, what do you think is the biggest benefit of making content like this? Like, what do you think? What do you think is the best part about the Twitch streams? Oh yeah, sure. Um, well, first and foremost, I think the best part about the Twitch streams is the conversations that are had. Mm-hmm. Um, I do it like that instead of just on my own because it's really beneficial talking to other members of the community and seeing what their thoughts are and steering conversations, different ways, different perspectives on stuff that I don't really talk about enough. Like maybe I am uh, overvaluing Max Reed versus Dylan Cease because it's going to be maybe 50 strikeouts difference or something. Maybe I'm not actually incorporating that enough, right? Uh, that is incredibly beneficial. And uh, yeah, it's essentially a live AMA for however long I, I streamed them so just come up by and ask a question i'm sure i'll talk about it as much as i can um for for me personally like the process i'm going through of looking at every starter it, is helping so much of having that reference point and for everybody that is watching it and taking in, is really grasping um all the factors of each of these guys from opportunity to what makes them good you know you see a four mm-hmm. three era or something does that mean that there's room for a three ERA season or is that the best we're going to see from him? And those streams really helped me by watching the video of games from breaking down their, their stuff and potential on the player pages. And then I write it out and I show you my process of writing these uh, blurbs that I do for them. You know, you get a full encompassing idea of all these players. So I'm doing it for every team, no rock unturned essentially. Um, yeah, and it really makes it so I'm thorough and ready to go for the start of the year. I think it's a good thing too, also, because it because you show your process from start to finish with all that stuff. I think for folks who may be a bit intimidated, it kind of gives mm. them an idea of like maybe where they can start if they want to do their own analysis too. Yeah, sure. Which I think yeah. is really, really good. Um just, so I really love live that. in the live in the game log and live in the pitch repertoire stuff. I, yeah. I don't even like look at we have these tables just for if you want them about their overall batted ball and overall plate discipline and everything like that mm-hmm. I'm like that's there if you want it but game log and repertoire that's that's all you need love it uh was there ever a time that you can remember where you maybe saw something in the chat during one of your twitch streams that you were gonna you kind of like maybe just disregarded or kind of brushed off as like not being a thing but then you were kind of proven wrong later on uh, what did you say to me jordan that i'm not remembering <laughs> I, I mean <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not thinking of anything in particular. 
That's all I'm saying. Uh, oh, I'm sure all the time. I mean, it, it happens often. I, I like to say that uh, at Pitchless, we're not in the business of being correct. We're going to try to be, but that's not what we're in the business of. We're in the business of good discussion, right? And uh, often it's such a relief. Uh, yeah, right. I, <laughs> uh, but no, it, it's important because if I if it's about my own ego, then I won't do the best service to the readers right then i will stick to my guns when i shouldn't and ignore uh other arguments because it needs i need to be the one that's right it can't be from somebody else or something so i mean there are many times that um you know i've gotten pushback on you know the the morning streams i rank a guy one to 30 every single day during the season i'm often wrong about that i i'm i have such a high chance of being wrong in those um it's near impossible to be right so Oftentimes in chat, they say, I think this guy should be above this one. I go, oh, nah, this offense is this. So this guy's like this. And then the next day I'm like, oh, you know what? You're right. <laughs> you know, that's actually one of the fun parts about the daily stream and season is that someone will show up and say, like, I, I prefer this over that. And they kind of put their flag in the ground. The next day they show up and they say, oh, all right, you were right. You got me. Or no, I should have listened to myself. I should have listened to you. And that's actually part of the fun for, for me. Um, so, yeah, all the time. I mean, I don't know if there's one specific one that's like, oh, I'm so dumb. I mean, the Dylan C's thing from last year will haunt me. Um, but my process was right. He needed to change in two aspects. He needed to throw more sliders. He needed to all of a sudden uh, allow a lot less hard contact on his fastball to be as yeah. successful as he was. And he still had a 10% walk rate and should not have had a 220 ERA. Like, no way. Get real, Mr. Balloon Hands. Not going to happen. <laughs> that is a deep <laughs> internet cut that I really appreciate. Thank you so much. The meme lord in me is very, very happy about that one. Um, wow. God, you're taking me back. Anyways, uh, I actually have a trade offer in one of my leagues now. Someone's trying to get Dylan C's for me, and I might try to get your input on it after we're done recording. Thank you okay. for the reminder, by the way. I'm going to say but, reject that trade because you're the king of the knots. Awful. <laughs> Absolutely uh, awful. No one knows what we're talking about. Do I to put the, actually, do I, I to bet put, some people wait, know drinking out of cups. I bet people. Drinking, I'm so uh, do, do I, I live I online so much, and I have no idea what you're talking well, it's about. Old. It's Whoa. old. This is so, like a, as a, as am I. Meme. This is this was like internet. college. Uh, I'm elder yeah, internet. Yeah. I, I was there from the start. I was there when the when the scripture <laughs> was written. <laughs> when there were 15 commandments. Okay. Yes. Uh, so, Nick, during your streams so far, you said before that you've gone through six teams. You've gone through the Diamondbacks, Braves, Orioles, Red Sox, White Sox, Cubs. Yes? yes correct. Cool. Is there anyone from any of these rotations, because you're going through each starting rotation right now, that is maybe not on people's radar that you've kind of been like, huh, there might actually be mm -hmm. something there. So, Is there anyone you really so like? The way you're phrasing that is it. the thing is, I thought it, he was on no one's radar, but then he was more on people's radar than he should be. Hmm. Just really oh, yeah. to me. That's uh Tatum Wesneski, who I saw is like 289 on I on NFBC ADP so far. And that just is insane to me. Uh, I like think he's really high? interesting. Too high. Oh my gosh, okay. too high. I uh, it, it it blows my mind. I'm gonna tell you like multiple guys later going past 350 that are better than him. Um, but I still like Wesneski. I thought he would be like a sneaky, like around 400 or something like that. Mm. that you'd be like oh cool here's some interesting value because if the cubs only get one free agent start it's going to be stroman hendrix and steel i don't know who the four and five are but you would think wasnaski would be one of them and if they go and sign one guy then he'd be the five and that actually might be good because he has a great slider 
sinker that goes inside and dips under bats well um, against righties, uh, a cutter that can also go um, and get strikes for him. I mean, it, it kind of works. Um, that's pretty cool. Orioles got nothing. Um, <laughs> uh, Atlanta. Fast. Atlanta Boston is, bot season. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta has four guys. And then Ian Anderson is actually a very intriguing um, in the deep guy because he was very bad mm. when you see a he young guy last year. go very be very bad for a single year i would think you guys should be excited by that by that because all right lucas giolito was so bad and he was really good right it happens all the time um especially a guy like ian anderson that was the number one prospect for atlanta for a long time and then i uh, you know he obviously didn't do well fine um lost his control i should say uh in 2022 I don't know. Maybe he gets a good offseason, gets his head on straight, and then they need a fifth starter. They don't have one right now. Maybe it's Mike Soroka, but he might be still injured. Who knows? It's not going to be Colby Allard. I don't want it to be Bryce Elder. So there's something of intrigue there. I'm actually kind of out on Dre Jameson and Ryan Nelson, actually, after my review. Um, Ryan Nelson's a little bit more interesting, but I think Dre Jameson's fastball isn't as good as I wanted it to be. And I don't know if I buy in on the, the slider. Um, with the Red Sox... Ah, the Red Sox are interesting. Chris Sale, I still am in on. Nick Pavetta, I'm out on. James Paxton, if he's legitimately pitching next year, like if it's a spring and Paxton's in the rotation, why the heck not at like 23rd round, right? You can do much worse. Like, why why not? You know, so so maybe that does work. Uh, I believe also the Red Sox get the Orioles opening weekend. So that could be a decent play. Um, Brian Bayo, I think, has too much he needs to do. He got his fastball got destroyed last year at a 402 batting average allowed. Yeah. Uh, you can't do that um, on, on his fastball. And I think it's just really change up. The slider isn't that good. Uh, Garrett Whitlock is interesting. I think he has mm. a better path than Tanner Houck. I think Houck is just slider and not enough. I'm really sorry. I know he was your boy last year, Jordan. Um, yeah. I've I've transitioned to just let Hulk close. Like, please, well, right. just, I think that's just give him a roll and leave him there, please. I, I, I think Boston. that works. I don't think his fastball is good enough in 94, 95, and the splitter isn't much of a thing. And those comparing him to Chris Sale, Sale's fastball is way better than Hulk's ever is right now. Yeah. And the changeup has been a very good number three pitch for Sale. Hulk doesn't have that. No, so as much not. as the slider is similar, you need more. Garrett Whitlock, I think, is an interesting guy. He has a more, he has a deeper repertoire than I thought he did. Slider misses bats. He got crushed when it was over the zone, but still 22% swing strike rate. Uh, Two-seamer is kind of like Aaron Nola of, it's more glove side. So he's trying to do backdoor stuff uh, to right-handers and in, in indoor to, uh, or front door to lefties. Just kind of interesting, but he does it consistently. And he also has a, a changeup in there, which isn't, which is pretty good, really. And like that might work. That might actually pan out. So Garrett Whitlock is, I think, the deepest one of these that no one really cares about at the moment. The White Sox, I don't know, don't give up on Kopech. <laughs> if he's totally healthy, you know, I mean, I like Kopech Gio- a lot still. Yeah, Giolito's at 150, and that's so high. That's a for the game. It feels like a steal. It feels like a steal, but then again, you realize that his velocity was way down, and mm-hmm. uh, you're so you, down. You are expecting. Like, I am open to having Giolito as my SP5 or 6. Uh, if mm. the velocity is not okay. back to 93, 94, it's a problem. It's also with the slider. 
going down to 85%, uh, sorry, 85 miles per hour as opposed to 86 or so. It had a lot of hard contact, 34%, which is really high. Yeah. Um, change up still look good, but like he needs to fix himself. I don't want to bank that he's going to fix himself. 150 and 15-teamer is banking that he's fixing himself, and he can't really do that. There are other stable guys like Chris Bassett. Get Chris Bassett. Way safer. Mm. Get that instead. Um, Kopech's going like 150 picks later, though. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd rather have that, too. I'd much rather go for that one. On this podcast, we don't encourage non-Met teams to sign Chris Bassett. I mean, that's fair. But don't you you want Tyler McGill to start? Uh, yes, but also I, I, that they need depth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying it's like, okay, we got to resign DeGrom. Okay. We got to get Bassett back. Okay. I was like, wait, I, I am actually, I, we will talk. You about are not this. a DeGrom boy. We'll talk about this later. Oh. I, am, I am. I do not want the Mets to resign DeGrom. Um, this I think actually is like a perfect time for us yeah, to take go. a quick break and then come back for the ad break. And then we'll talk about that a Beautiful. little bit. I actually want to go right into that. So we'll, we'll be right back right after this. Bye. And we're back. Gentlemen. Hi. I want to hear Shrubsy's uh, reasoning for why he does not want the Mets to sign DeGrom. And then, Nick, I want to hear what your opinions are on Shrubsy's opinions. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we want to get into the, the free agents a bit. So why, why, why not start here? Uh, I want the Mets to sign an elite starting pitcher, but I want it mm-hmm. to be Carlos Rodon and not Jake DeGrom. Ah. Because, I, I mean... Do you, I don't think DeGrom should get more than a three or four year deal. I think you can sign Rodon to more length and and still have a similar like overall contract value, lower AAV. Like DeGrom is going to sign a contract for like thirty five million a year or something stupid 40, like it's, that. No, it's going to be like the Scherzer 40, deal at the very yeah, minimum. You know, I'm, I'm sure he wants mm. like the highest AAV. Right. I think Rodon is going to be significantly cheaper per per year. You'll be able to sign him for longer. And I mean, I know Rodon is not the picture of health, but like he was fine last year, right? He's been fine for a couple of years now, other than a little bit of a dead arm in twenty twenty one. Fine last year? What year? Twenty twenty two. The Grom was fine. No, 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 no. Rodon. Rodon. Oh, thank you very much. I'm so sorry. Yeah, Rodon was great last year. I'm a fan. Yeah, and the year before he was. This man's not even. It wasn't dead arm. I mean, it was his. It was a shoulder. I, I thought it was still shoulder I, I impingement. The, yeah, it was yeah. a shoulder thing at the end of 2021. Yeah. Um. And yeah, he was. He was great. Yeah. yeah. I like. They're pitchers. You know, they're going to get hurt. And I, I would rather have Rodon for the next five to six years than Degrom for the next three, or four. Mm. Like Degrom is 36. Yeah, I know. Right? Degrom like crazy. Yeah. It's 36. Why are all these older pitchers the good ones? It's not uh, actually there's a I think a reason for that. Um, Unless you think DeGrom is Nolan Ryan. Why are you signing him for 40 million a year? Well, okay, hold on a second. Hold the whole chip chip. That's a that's a statement. There's there's so much in that statement you just said. I I mean, I think I see Ryan was like 46. Yeah. Okay. And you have Verlander doing great things and you have Scherzer doing great things. You know, you've had these older pitchers perform well as of late. And I think honestly, it's a product of their development was still at a time of not the max effort driveline philosophy and yeah. of more of longevity and actually going 200 inning seasons. And that's how they trained. And that process weeds out 
those that can't handle it, but then allows you to have, you know, separate the wheat from the chaff. You actually have these players who can do this. Um, and that's why you have these older uh, studs that are still able to do it. Um, but do you think the ground is that? I don't know what the ground is. I don't think anyone knows what the ground is. I, I mean, I understand three years. There's an idea, too, about like, oh, don't sign an injured guy as uh, it affects the payroll stuff. But as far as the organization goes, they're signing guys with insurance policies. So, like, let's say you sign DeGrom for $40 million, doesn't play next year. Like, you get the $40 million back as mm-hmm. an owner. And Steve Cohen doesn't really care anyway. I think they're going to do it. They're going to be over payroll every single time St- Steve Cohen is there. That should be the plan with Cohen I, there. I think there's a maximum limit. But if he's, like, if he's hurt and, like, it's whatever, then, like, whatever, right? Like, he gets $40 million back if they he has an insurance plan on it. Sure, but I mean, then that forty million is not forty million that you that you could use on the rest of the roster. Then maybe you don't sign Brandon Nimmo, who I think is more important to the team than Jake. Uh, I I I would say uh, playoffs have shown us more than ever how, the importance of two three starters that are just amazing, and Degrom yeah. is that. The and the uh, Mets had Scherzer and Degrom going into these playoffs. You gave yourself the best chance you could with them, right? Did they not do well in their small sample? Yes, but the odds are in their favor, right? I would not judge this Padres Mets series as then they'll be. If anything, yeah. actually look at the other side. What did they have? They had Snell killing it. They had Musgrove killing it. They had Darvish killing it, right? So something to be said about that. Um, I think the Mets I, I think Rodon, puts them in a situation where if they do want to make that October push, because it's not about the regular season, it's about the postseason. Yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, I I think the Mets, at, like as currently constructed, before all the whatever free agency binge they go on, are like an eighty-five win team. They need to they need to make so many yeah. signings. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you either. Rodon's a great signing wherever he goes. I think. Yeah. I mean, uh, and Rodon I would say can whoever pays Degrom, he's worth whatever he's paid. Uh, in my view, he is the best pitcher on the planet. How much you're going to get out of him? I don't want to get him for fantasy because I don't want to. I don't want that risk in the first two rounds or whatever. Um, but he is the best pitcher on the planet, so pay the man. So yeah, we. I mean, I I could I could talk about the Mets. Uh, uh, my my desired Mets offseason plan for literally an entire episode. <laughs> if you let me, can you let... can you give me the PitchCon uh, presentation? Of a just you talking about the Mets offseason plan. Uh, by by then they they'll have they'll have instituted it. Oh yes, right. Well, you could maybe do like the one that I was supposed to happen, and this is what they did, and with like red, you know, lines across everything. That was actually a content uh, on a on one of my favorite Mets blogs back in the day, Amazing Avenue. They would they would do a community offseason plan contest, and they would choose their favorite offseason plan uh, oh, that's every year. Pretty cool. I love. Yeah, that. it was it was fun. It was a nice nice community thing. Yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, but yeah, by the way, PitchCon, end of January, y'all. It's going to be great. We're hey, also, uh, I don't think I've announced this yet. Um, we are giving 100% of everything, not proceeds. Everything we raise goes to Feeding America this year. We're not taking oh, anything out of it. That's awesome. 100%. That's so hopefully we can raise $10,000 for Feeding America. Heck yeah. Um, tune Love in that. to uh, PitchCon. We'll announce the official date um, early January. But yeah, be on the lookout for that. And there are, there are always so many fun prizes for the... Oh, yeah. The, all the free prizes just for showing yeah. up. Not for donate. You don't have to donate. You just got to sign up for them. So 
hope to see you guys there. Okay, we're going to cover DeGrom a little bit more later and Radon. Uh, let's talk about some more offseason stuff here. Nick, I want to get your reaction to the Clevenger signing. I think how do you, it's all how, right. How, do you, do you like Mike Clevenger? As a person? No. <laughs> Nick, we, 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 don't, we don't deal in liking people on this podcast. Do you think he's a $12 million person, Nick? Well, okay. So how much is a war worth these days? I think it's someone said like 10 mil. Yeah. All right. So is he worth 1.2 war? Right. Um, maybe. Uh, I'll, I'll put it this way. This was the season of Mike Clevenger coming back from Tommy John. And I think he was very focused on just being healthy and being able to pitch again. We all know Mike Clevenger is a tinkerer who's going to now go to his lab and figure out his slider and his velocity and everything like that. I imagine we see a better version in some way of Mike Clevenger next year. Is it going to be enough? That is, is he going to go from about 93 to 95 on his fastball? Is he going to get the slider back up to a 18% swing strike rate as opposed to 13%? I don't know. I think it'll be better though. And considering that this year is a 4-3-3 ERA with a 120 whip for the White Sox now as their fifth starter. Yeah, a little bit better than that at the back end of the rotation. Sure. That's, that's fine. They got somebody. You know, I think the White Sox didn't want to be a situation where they missed out on all the guys that they wanted and then they had no one. And they had to go and sign Jordan Lyles for their number five. You know, they didn't want to do that. And you got Clevenger. They think that they can maybe help him and fix him. Feel like that was a down year. They have upside to chase. I get that completely. I'm cool with it. Clevenger already reduced his fastball usage. I wonder if we're going to see even more of that this year. I, well, unless, of course, he gets that velo back, yeah, which would he does, be ideal. The thing is, it's only the slider, though. The cutter is there, mm. but it's not really the big pitch. You know, It used to be, in my head, it was the slider and the curveball, but the curveball actually just took a you know, vacation, never came back, you know, for cigarettes. And I, <laughs> now you have... <laughs> Now you just have the cutter, you know, um, and the cutter is just like a strike pitch, but it's not really a great one. So it's super reliant on that slider coming back. I just had to try. I, 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 I was, I was going to make an absent father joke and I resisted the urge and I, I just need you to both be proud of me for that. I'm so proud Speaking of you. Of, so proud. Yeah. We, your two podcast dads now. And that that's so not to that's you. not to make light of anyone at you know anyone's home situation that that is real real life for me. I just make light of it to uh to you know laugh through the tears. Oh man! So uh, what other free agents <laughs> do we have? <laughs> uh, sorry for getting dark there, folks. But yeah, uh, are there any free agent pi- uh, starting pitchers that? Are like you're looking to see where they go. You think they're going to outperform whatever contract they're likely to get. Any 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 big sleepers out there? You think? Oh man, I I had this. I had like a tweet that I put out that was uh, a list of all of them, and I forgot where I put it. Here it is. Um, interesting targets. I think I think a real sleeper one is Michael Lorenzen. Um, I want to acknowledge that real life baseball and fantasy baseball are different. Lorenzen is a guy who can be a number five at places. He can just be like, sure, every five days go and be a Toby for a, an actual ball club. Um, that's, there's something to that that is kind of valuable. I, Michael, sorry, not Michael Walker, Nathan Yavaldi, I think is going to be a hot topic this offseason. I wonder how much he's going to get. He might be getting more than I would, but I still think he's going to be productive. Um, 
And uh, I still love Wade Miley for whatever reason. I still think it's. I still think that cutter is just that good. Dude, I'm slightly, and more. I'm more than slightly excited to see where Drew Smiley ends up. Like oh, I yeah, think if, right every year. If, if Drew, I know, I know the the perpetual sleeper Drew Smiley, but if if he winds up on, if he winds up in like San Francisco or like God, even somewhere like Detroit, it although would be that, such a San Francisco signing, it would I'm surprised be. he hasn't yeah, even it done be. it yet. I could see him going back to Atlanta to be that five. I I think the I think Atlanta is not maybe I could work because he's not like someone they have to start right away if Soroka's healthy. Well, that's the thing too is like also if Ian Anderson doesn't make the steps that he needs to take to, you have right. that extra. I mean, you're never gonna. Yeah. I, I, pretty much every team is gonna not. They're not gonna say no to more starting sure. pitchers. I, I, that depth, I, I, Atlanta's but. weird where I think they really do want Soroka to be starting at the same time. Like, is he going to be able to go 180 innings? Probably not. So, yeah. I, I feel like most, most teams could use a guy like Smiley. I mean, it's just for morale, right? Ha. <laughs> Boo. That's all I Boo, get. Nick. Yeah. Great, great clubhouse Jordan, guy. Good in photography. Yeah. Good in pictures. <laughs> you just didn't think of it yourself, Jordan. Uh, I like the Drew, uh, the Drew Smiley one. I think people might forget that he increases sinker velocity. He really leaned into the Blake Snell blueprint that is sinkers up and curveballs down um, that second half. And I'm still upset. I'm going to be the guy that hates on the Field of Dreams game because they don't have StatCast set up. And mm. I don't get data on that. And I don't get data on the nine strikeout zero walk game from Drew Smiley. I don't get how many whiffs he had on the curveball. I'm not watching them charting it myself. Okay. It's because they don't Come want on. you. To, they don't want you to know how hard the uh, the baseball ghosts throw. So we can't uh, we can't mock the old timers. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. No, I I just I can't shade. There was a game where Smiley pitched against the Mets this year, and like his they they looked like they were completely overwhelmed by his fastball, and I can't shake that. Hmm. So yeah, so he becomes a Met just so you never have to deal with that again, right? I love oh, no. when teams do things like that. Sign the guy so they don't have to face him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I have to do something. We talked about a few different possible Met signings now. Mm-hmm. I have to be selfish and talk about the Brewers a little bit. Uh, Hunter Renfro was traded away for a handful of prospects, Heels. including Jansen Junk. Yeah, uh, Nick. Is yeah. there anyone in this return for the Brewers that you think is even remotely worth looking forward to? No. Woof. <laughs> you yeah. guys, I mean, you know that the Brewers did this for money. Yeah, they could money to, to clear cap space. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know anything about James Outman. I can't tell you that. So I, I don't know. But Jansen it, Junk. James Outman? Oh, is that oh, that wasn't part of the deal? See, this is how I just know Junk was a part of it. There's someone else that was too. I see your notes, and it was a good joke that I ruined. Now, <laughs> thanks, Nick. What was the, the joke? The, the joke was supposed to be, uh, who has a more descriptive name, James Outman or Jansen Junk? Oh, that's pretty good, right? It, it, well, it would have been. Well, it's if not, I wasn't exp- actively explaining it. I mean, Jansen Junk though doesn't throw junk. I mean, the I results. Was, I was going to say, but is he junk? Okay, well, we don't do that. You know, it's kind of like you will not get thrown out if you say that was a bad call, but you'll get thrown out if you say you are bad. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? So we got to, you yeah. know, it's a very important distinction, Jordan. 
There's a line. I don't know why this is directed at me. Shrubs is here you too. Just, you just asked. I, I would never be. Me- I would. I would never say a negative thing about a player. I would. I would. That's just not. <laughs> that's just that. I, I would never do that. I need to listen to your podcast more. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. We. Oh no. <laughs> This this is this is the dark this is like the dark place in Lion King. We don't we don't go. That there. was that was like the most terrified laugh I've ever seen from Jordan. It, <laughs> Please it, it don't. Was, oh God, it was stress in those eyes as he leaned back away from the mic. Yeah. Oh man. All right. I'll, I'll just yeah, ask Adam how what you guys are talking about. Adam's the best. So get ready to have a new favorite podcast, Nick. Yeah. Which one on the wire? Boo. No. You know exactly which one we're talking about. All right, what else we got here, guys? All right, so we have a game. Actually, this will be a fun one. Shrubsy, do you want to introduce the game that you came up with? Yeah, yeah. That Nick uh, doesn't like. There, there are a there are a lot of free agent pitchers out there. We can't, we don't want to, you know, talk about all of them. So we're gonna we're gonna group some of them together. And we're gonna play a little game now that we have our, our pitching expert here. We're gonna do date, marry, or dump, and we're gonna take groups of three starting pitchers uh, free agents and i mean it's basically a ranking system it's which one which one do you like the most and you know with the least in the middle so we're going to do this in tiers we're going to do aces we're going to do mid-tier starting pitchers tiers when you dump them <laughs> well i think they'll be fine They're there's no crying in baseball nick oh man um can we call it date mary or toodles like, yeah you just like you're not dumping them you're just being like hey, all right toodles it was a nice time but you know in the year 2022 <laughs> it's statement who in their right mind thinks of the word toodles <laughs> it's it's date marry or dump who are you and one it's of the options toodles. <laughs> it's date marry or dump and one of the options is always cal raleigh oh boy oh boy <laughs> All right, what's the first one? Uh, all right, so we'll start with the aces here. We have two people that we talked about already, uh, Carlos Rodon and Jacob deGrom, and then also Justin Verlander. So what is the context here of me signing them onto a a, a baseball team or for my fantasy team next year? This is both. Fa- I, I think, yeah. I think for, for our listeners, the most relevant thing here is fantasy 2023. Um. Uh, it, this is really tough. It's not Verlander. I'll, I'll okay, tell we're you in the that. same boat. So Verlander, Verlander is your dumb. I am. He's my toodles. And your dumb. Uh, toodles. <laughs> Verlander to me overperformed this year. His fastball is worse. His slider was worse. I think he's not nearly as good as the season showcased. I think he gets worse next year. To me, he's the riskiest of the group. Now, Degrom. <sighs> You think Verlander is riskier than DeGrom? I think that the, well, the ability of DeGrom is better. Whatever you want to assign risk is up to you. Mm-hmm. But on a per game basis, DeGrom is better. We know this. Mm-hmm. So it's just about innings expectation. The hardest thing that we do as analysts in the offseason is trying to predict innings. And it's stupid. And I hate it so much. So this question um, is basically how much risk can you stand? Right. So Rodon to me is, is quote unquote, the safest of the group here. And the more the one I'm most likely to draft out of them. So I will marry Rodon, date DeGrom, and Toodles for Lander. Oh no, I think you misunderstood this. I I got married recently, so so a date is the, the highest, date is the best one. Marriage is oh, marriage. Don't is... you dare say that. 
don't tell my wife. Don't tell Christine. I'm going to message, message my, my, my sister wife immediately after this episode is done and tattle no, no, on you. Nick no, no, had it right. So, uh, yeah. So we were marrying Rodan, dating DeGrom. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I have DeGrom two, I think two spots higher than uh, Rodan right now, but it's it's one of those of just, I, I'm just trying to predict as best as I can the playing time projection, and I can't. It's and, tough. You know, I don't know where to put DeGrom. So. And toodaloo, Justin Verlander. Yeah, toodles. All right, we got our second group here now. Mm-hmm. More of a mid-tier. We have Andrew Heaney, yeah. Jameson Tyone, oh, and Sean Manaya. I love Tyon. Um, this is again fantasy. Yes, yes. fantasy twenty twenty three. Andrew Heaney, Jameson Tyone, Manaya. Okay, so Heaney is the one I marry. Uh, Tyone okay. is the one I date, and Manaya toodles. So do Why? do you, do you think there's going to be any recovery from Manaya? So it's possible. It's reliant on his secondary stuff. Um, as the fastball it, it went up in velocity, down in velocity, it was such a annoying headache to try and track but he never really got comfortable with us with his changeup and breaking ball he needs to me of these is the only one that you should actually be drafting because i mean this is for 12 teamers i'm i should say that but tyone is a toby and i don't think Manaya is worth the headache well he at least you'll know wherever he signs i think he'll have the same skill set that he had uh that he learned with the dodgers and then great, then you just let him fly until he gets hurt, and then you get rid of him. You know, I uh, I think it's a pl- pretty clear cut one. I mean, Tyone is a, is a Toby. He's not a guy who's going to strike out a lot of guys. I do like the fact that he's getting better at sliders down in a way that it's glove side, and down, and away from righties. But I think he throws too many strikes, and that means he allows too many hits. It's not uh yeah, it's not really a, a path to fantasy glory right now for Tyone. Yeah, and I think with Manaya, I talked about this at the end of last week's episode, what I think he needs to do to take a step up a little bit. And I think it's mostly just stop throwing the fastball so much and lean more into the s- slider. Yeah, he. I, I, I'm with you. At the same time, he doesn't have faith of getting that in the zone and doing what he wants it to do. And it's hard. It's hard. It's a hard balance. Of like, you're not wrong. It's just then you need a better secondary offering. And it's like, well, honestly, I don't need that's well, not there. I, I don't even know if it's so much about like quote unquote throwing strikes with it. I think it's just suppressing the contact because his biggest issue last year is that he had the highest home run to fly ball rate of his career. Mm-hmm. And I think if he th- just throws the slider more like he had trouble locating his sinker last year too. His fastball was not located super well either. Um, right. And I think he had the highest walk rate in quite a long time as well. So he was giving up free passes and then just giving up a ton of dangers more than he ever has in his career. So if he can stop doing that, I think naturally he's going to take a yeah. step up. Is he going to be amazing? Probably not. I think he could be like a three-five ERA type guy, sure, pretty easily. Um, but I think he's the one that I like the most out of that. Yeah, he doesn't Mostly trust just, the one behind. That's that's really the thing. Fifteen yeah. percent usage one behind on a slider, mm. and it's like yeah, sixty-three percent of his earlings, right? So yeah. yeah, I think he needs the one if he stays healthy for the whole season is the most attractive option there. But I think. For me, just track record wise, Manaya is also kind of a workhorse mm-hmm. and does get you those innings consistently. So I think that's why I like Manaya most there. But otherwise, I do agree with everything you said, though. But yeah. Um, all right. Next group, we're going to some old timers for the next two sets of three here. So we're going to go 
These are all pitchers over 35 years of age or Gosh. over. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one for you. This is, is getting real deep. <laughs> it's getting real, real deep, Nick. Is it? This is right, what you signed up for when you said you were going to come on here. So the first group of three that we're going to do is Johnny Cueto. Is Johnny Cueto. I could, I could draw Kluber. you up a contract in crayon, Nick, if you want. Oh, yeah, please do. I'd love to see it. I'll frame it <laughs> by backdrop. Some, some addendums in crayon. Do like a Martin Luther thing and staple it on, you know? <laughs> God, a Martin Luther reference is exactly what everyone comes to listen to these podcasts <laughs> referencing, for. Referencing wow. the old, old internet and Martin do, Luther. I do it cool. for you guys, you know? Amazing. The deep cuts, we love it. Uh, but yes, Johnny Cueto, Corey Kluber, and Kyle Gibson. All right. Um, oh. Yeah, it's, yep. I'll, I'll marry Corey Kluber. Uh, mm-hmm. I, think, I think as someone, like, you, you got a toodles, Gibson. You just, you got to toodles the guy. <laughs> you see him, you go, toodles, Gibson. You do, you, you literally you just. Point, call, and you go, toodles. You're, you're calling it toodles simply so you could do the, whatever accent this is. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, but Cueto, you date him to see if the magic is there. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look, all these guys you don't want to draft in 12-teamers. Even in 15-teamers, I think the only one that you should really consider is Craig Kluber. Uh, I think he's one that has the back. highest. The breaking ball is is there again for Kluber, but all of these are just headaches. You're better off. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Just Even in a weekly league, streaming in that position instead of relying on them. I was blown away to find out that Corey Kluber was only like two innings off from leading the Rays in innings this year. I'm not surprised by that. He was he was just so uh, and no one else started. (laughs) He was just so quietly cromulent all year long. Cromulent indeed. Wow. Toodles. Schwebzy's favorite word to say. At least at least once per episode. I feel like that's very cromulent of you. Um, All right. Last one here. The next group here. Okay, Rich Hill, Jose Quintana and Zach Greinke. Didn't Greinke retire? He Not is decided last we okay. heard. <laughs> I mean, look, like Miguel Cabrera just said that this will be his last year. Yes. And Granky is the exact opposite. I was like, oh, I thought you guys wouldn't notice is what Zach Granky would say. Right. Mm. Like, there's no way he's going to make a stage of it. You know? No. Um, I, I definitely want Jose Quintana first. So okay. I'm, I'm marrying him marrying and him. then dating Rich Hill and toodles zach granke but into the sunset toodles you know like i'll walk him through the park to his place like be like here you go it was a wonderful time <laughs> toodles i i want rich hill to throw sidearm 69 mile an hour sliders for forever i just want him to do that i want him to do it at 68 personally why well where's that sound is that's not as funny <laughs> That's not as funny at all. Uh, no, you're I, better than this, Schwebs. Am no, I? Not. Am <laughs> we I? We are absolutely not. You've clearly not listened to enough episodes of this podcast if you think that we are better than that. Adam, I need a report every week on the In the Deep podcast. Thank you so much. Oh, Nick, no. I just want you to know this is episode number 65. What are you doing in four episodes? You're bringing back Yancey? It's it's eerie that you 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 knew that because that's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, How, you act like why, I don't know anything. Are we that transparent, Nick? Yeah, it's pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's fair. 
Oh, but look, I mean, Jose Quintana did the Blake Snell blueprint. His command was insane. Uh, Eno will mm-hmm. tell you, location plus went through the roof for him last year. Four season season four seamers were up. Uh, cur- curveballs were down. Changeups were away. It was great. Rich Hill is such a massive headache. I don't even know how he's still pitching, but whatever. And Granky won't be pitching. I'm. I feel pretty confident about it. And even if he does, then great. You get three strikeouts in seven innings. So happy for you. Don't do it. Beautiful. What I what I want it. from Zach Granke is for there to be no announcement that he signed anywhere, but four or five games into the season, he just shows up in a Royals uniform oh, pitching. That'd be funny. Yeah. Like, oh, by the way, one year, ten million. <laughs> it's a, it. it's the ad that's on his jersey. He just, he bought it. He bought his own ad. You know, it says one year. It says Granky on the front and the back of the jersey. <laughs> Can He's I? He's gonna replace dog. Yeah. He's gonna re- he's gonna replace the uh, the ads on the umpires' uniforms that FTX left. Oh yeah, with a, with like a, <laughs> a, a two symbol of like, hey, it's a curveball coming. Oh, oh yeah, I right. forgot that he did that. That's man, that's so, so good. good. Loves that so Granky. Yes, who doesn't? All right, let's cap off this episode with the thing that we've been doing for the past couple episodes, and we will continue to do until spring training starts. I believe right. uh, we've been working our way down in fifty pick sections through mm-hmm. nfbc adp jesus you're gonna uh, be talking about like pick 800 by, yes. by march can't yes. wait <laughs> and you oh. can't stop us well i guess you could <laughs> please don't, don't stop know. us anyways please don't stop us uh so from pick 350 to 399 for adp currently uh according to draft champions on nfbc schwebzy would you like to lead it off by talking about Someone that's completely unsurprising. Incredibly on-brand pick for me. There were a lot of players I could have chosen, and I instead I just opted to just do the same thing I always do and be a homer. Actually, this is like this is like being a delayed homer because he's not a Met anymore. I am talking about JD Davis. I wanted JD Davis to be good his entire tenure with the Mets. And it was based it was the most predictable thing in the world that as soon as he left the Mets, he got good again. Uh, he went to the Giants and the Giants are generally notable for having their veteran hitters exceed expectations and things went, you know, exactly like you would expect. Now, if you pull up J.D. Davis's baseball savant page, pitcher list page, you'll see lots of blood red. Good save. And <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> You'll see lots of blood red. You'll see you'll see a lot of hard hit balls, lots of barrels. And he's just, you know, it, it makes him look fantastic. It makes him look better than he is. And this is actually a fun case of why the baseball savant sliders are a little misleading. Because you look at his page and you marvel about how he, you know, you, you say, how is he not one of the best hitters in baseball? And the reason why is simple. It's because his zone contact rate is literally 15 points below league average. It's Ooh. so low. How do you know that? His zone contact rate? The, what the league average is. Uh, uh, because it's on the pitcher list player pages. Yes, they, oh my God, incredible. I have, to, a, I have to assume because that's not where just, I found it. Um, just put it on a T for him. <laughs> um, so wor- worst in the league among qualified hitters is Luke Voigt at 72%. J.D. Davis is a full 5% below oh the God. worst 60, qualified hitter. It's so bad. 68.6%? Yeah, it's it's rough. 
it's insane Ew. how bad this man is at hitting baseballs when the ball <laughs> is in the place that you're supposed to be able to hit it the most. Oh my God. Uh, like neither of these players are qualified, but JD Davis is actually worse in this particular stat than Joey Gallo, the patron saint of the strikeout. <laughs> oh man. So JD Davis is a, he's a player of extremes. You've got a guy that swings and misses more than basically anybody else. But he also pummels the ball regularly enough to have a decent batting average anyway. And his hard hit metrics are just off the charts. His hard hit rate was 56%. That's so high. So but, his, uh, his hard contact was, thir- it was 30%, which is 73rd, which is based on plate appearances. Yes, plate appearances are generally... Appearance. Yes. And again, that's one of the misleading things. Per plate appearance is generally better than per batted ball event because... he had 33% K rate. Yes, per batted ball event requires a batted ball, which J.D. Davis doesn't do often. Uh, and the interesting thing about J.D. Davis's current, like, just being is is that he used to be better at hitting the ball. He was he was never league average at making contact, but he was fine. He was good enough. Like his his last really good year was 2019, and his K percentage was 21 percent that that year which is totally fine especially when you hit the ball the way he does that's like his his k percentage was a full 12 percent lower in 2019 than it was this past season and uh, it was like it was only a couple percentage points better in 2021 uh he hurt his hand at the end of 2020 and it kind of ruined his whole 2021 season and when he came back he was more like his walk rate increased his strikeout rate increased and he kind of became the hitter you see today so i mean the the question going forward is can he find any of that bat to ball skill that he used to have because the player that he is right now is fine it it you know he'll he'll run into a bunch of home runs if he gets regular plate appearances the giants were surprisingly willing to play him at third base and they they did not bring Evan Longoria back. So it looks like, as things currently stand, also they did not bring Brandon Belt back yet anyways. So at, at the moment, there are plate appearances to be had in the San Francisco Giants lineup. And as, uh, you know, in he's probably the most promising Giants hitter, depending on how you feel about Jock Peterson, you know, it, it, who is basically a, a platoon bat for the Giants. Honestly, I, I love J.D. Davis as a late round hitter flyer, especially in this environment where home runs are down. J.D. Davis is one of those guys who in a good year could pop you 25 to 30 home runs if he gets the plate appearances for it. So I'm, I'm very in on J.D. Davis. He's he's in the same range, ironically, as Brett Beatty for the Mets. And even being the massive homer that I am, I'd, I'd rather have J.D. Davis you know, than than the promising rookie. Oh man, swing strike rate was nineteen percent last year. So high. Uh, what's actually really interesting to me is he had a below average O swing, twenty eight percent versus the like the thirty one thirty two, but at two strikes, twenty seven percent O swing is expected league average, just seventeen percent uh, for J D Davis, which is so strange because he has a thirty three percent K rate, which is like one of the worst in the majors. Um, hmm. 
What percentage of his strikeouts were looking strike threes? Yeah, I uh, pretty much. I <laughs> fly ball exit velocity was ninety point seven, which is good. League average of that is eighty seven. Um, and he crushes the ball, he hits it hard. Still a good hard contact rate relative, you know, to, to everything we just talked about. And here, here I am about to sound like an advertisement again. It's actually a a pretty strong endorsement of the particular stats that we choose to show on the Pitcherless page, because he doesn't look nearly as like, like his outlook doesn't look nearly as rosy if you use the pitcherless page player page compared to baseball star yes uh, uh, that's an interesting one I'll, I'll consider jd davis a little bit you know you just get the bat on the ball that's all you gotta do buddy he hits the heck out of it when he does <laughs> all right nick i'm gonna kick it over to you now so you can oh. talk about someone in this range that you like there are so many i could talk about Kenta Maeda, take a chance on him at 412 coming back from Tommy John. Uh, do you remember that? He was That's outside our really range. Good. 350 to 399. I know, Nick. but Matt, oh, you, oh, you only want there. I can't go far. Yes. Oh, come on. No. That's for next no. week. That's for, that's for, for next our, week's. That's for, right, so what you guys yeah. should do is you talk about Maeda and you should talk about Mackenzie Gore. Okay, cool. Gore's a good um, one. Now, what you should have picked was Tylord mm. McGill. I don't know how you didn't pick Tylord McGill. But Tylord McGill is the correct pick, which is, is just baffling to me that you didn't pick this. Not mad at it. But I mean, I know it's not J.D. Davis. I know that's you. Long story short, Tylord McGill brought us joy early in the season, got hurt all of a sudden the same day that Jesus Lazardo did. And there goes my run at the Legacy League pitcher list as both players went down on the same day. Tyler McGill should start for the Mets next year. Uh, he showed up at 96 miles per hour, 95, 96 uh, with a filthy slider. It's not clear if he is yet. Um, there's a possibility he comes back and, and does some relief. He had six games of relief this year. But with Bassett gone, with DeGrom gone, uh, you have openings in the rotation. You have Taiwan Walker gone. You have Carrasco back. So it's Scherzer, Carrasco. I uh, right now and I'm forgetting one other, aren't I? Uh, David Peterson. David, Pe- no, I'm not mis- forgetting anyone. Then Eliezer Hernandez. Uh, nope. Uh, so Tyler McGill right now is the third starter for the Mets at this range at 377 or wherever he is. I mean, there's nothing inherently different um, about Tyler McGill. I think than this time last year. If anything, I'm higher on him now than I was this time last year because I didn't know about the velocity. Uh, before last year started. I'm pumped for it. He has a clear path to playing time now. Just don't get hurt. And Tyler McGill should pay off at that value. Ta-da. Good job, Nick. Well, it's a 15% swing strike rate on the four-seamer. Come on! Also, ch- good. check check the Petrolist store for the Ty Lord McGill t-shirt. Oh, yeah, Ty Lord McGill, indeed. Love I that. can't believe I don't own one of those. Yeah, I am too, actually. I really I, I like on it. It's very yeah. not like me to not to you, not you have that. You get the staff discount too. I don't know what's going on, buddy. Also, uh, in, in in a popular uh, genre of baseball player around here, Tyler McGill is six foot seven. He's a big boy. Throws ball hard. We like that around here. <laughs> we do like that. It's one of our favorite things. Do you, Do you uh, know that about our podcast, Nick? I do. Lo- love big boys hit ball hard. Lo- yeah, love big I know boys that side. Throw ball yeah. hard. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I'm going to wrap this up for us, put a cap on it. I want to talk about Alex Wood uh, a little bit. It's going to be pretty short and sweet. Uh, I've talked about Alex Wood a few times. He, if For those that have been around for a while with us, 
You'll know that last year in our bold predictions episode that I said that Alex Wood was going to get a Cy Young vote as one of my many bold predictions, which did not pan out whatsoever. What, he's 5'10 with... ERA and one twenty four whip didn't work out. Crazy. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, I, I mean, I looking at the stats. Him. Oh, well, I mean, okay, then that means that I get to chalk that one up as a victory. <laughs> Thanks, Schwebzy. Appreciate that, Nick. Uh, but no, so all the peripheral data between last year and 2021 is pretty similar for Alex Wood. He just got more unlucky, I would say. Um, he's got a great slider. That's kind of like been his namesake for a while now. Uh, like just barely under the threshold of what would be a money pitch, right? I think it's like a 14.7% swing strike, right? Yeah, I'll give it's it. It's like right there. It's a, it's a baby ka-ching. Yeah. Uh, we don't, we don't have sound effects. We don't have the, we don't have the uh, budget for sound effects on this. So we need Nick to do it for us. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but I really do think that the biggest thing that probably bogs down Alex Wood's value is that they let him pitch past the second time through the order. If you look at his splits, uh, first, second, and third time through the order, he goes from a two eight nine ERA the first time to a five point five three ERA the second time, and then it jumps all the way up to nine point eight six. If he gets to go see the order for a third time, uh, not great. I think I would probably, if I was the Giants, limit him to two times through the order. Uh, it's very clear that he can't handle that, uh, that third time. Um, I just, I really, really like his slider. I think he locates the sinker really, really well. He just doesn't necessarily have great location with the changeup, which is that third pitch where he struggles against right-handers. He needs to locate that better to, I think, see success. Um, and that's probably going to be the key for him this year to be a little bit better and take another step forward. So I, I, I like it a lot. I uh, I think the extra velocity on the sinker was nice this year. Um, last yeah, because he was at 92. So essentially 91, 92, then 92.5 or so. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it just keeps going up, which is good. Slider is still excellent. Um, Changeup wasn't as dependable as it has been in the past, if I remember correctly. I mm-hmm. uh, actually it was. It, yeah, it was actually a little bit better than than last year um, than 2021. But really, it's fastball yeah. slider. And. XERA for our XERA was 372 in 2021 and 377 in 2022. The Giants but, defense again. was way worse. Yeah. It was a big issue. Um, and that led to a 64% left on base rate, which is why you have the stark difference in the ERA, if you ask me. So 73% yep. down to 64%. So that sh- could come back. And I, I'm with you here that like, for a guy that walks just 5% of the time, uh, 1.24 whip could get better. It's underneath 1.2. ERA can come back underneath four. You have a 24%, the 20, you know, 23 to 26% strikeout rate. Yep. That's a pretty nice little discount again here. Um, Deeper leagues. Yeah. Alex Wood. I'm a fan of chasing that. Just hope that that defense holds up. Beautiful. I get the Nick Pollock stamp of approval to end the episode. Yes. That's all I ever (laughs) wanted. That's all I ever wanted. Uh, Nick, thank you so much for joining us. This has been very fun. We appreciate having you here. Jordan Schwebsey. It's been it's been lovely and I'm so happy you know that my middle name is not Peter now. That's really the only reason why I came on. I need to announce to everybody that's, that they've that's been your opinion. slandering. <laughs> that's an opinion that <laughs> Oh God, you've been oh, we have to prompt Can we remind remember uh we have to prompt uh let Ellen know that uh they have to come up with a new middle name for Nick for the next episode. Oh right. Do I get to come up with one with one? Yeah, do you want to? What is what's the rule? Starts with a P. Uh, let's start with a P. That's it. That's it. Yeah. 
All right. Well, guys, it's, it's about time. I really told you my real middle name is Nicholas Baby. Pinocchio Pollock. Do we have that clipped? Wow. We got that clipped, we I think. We, we do have that yeah. clipped. We also, I'm also going to, from now on, use a clip of Nick just saying toodles as the way to pr- have an outro to each episode. <laughs> I hope you know that. So that's going to get used hey, every toodles. time. Toodles! Um, well, we're going to put the clip of Nick saying his middle name was Pinocchio on Twitter, where we know you can't lie. Yeah. Ooh. No lies on Twitter. Yeah. Well, I mean, good. I chose one that is clearly the truth for everyone to understand what my middle name is. (laughs) If he was lying, his nose would have grown. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And only you have the video, so it's great. Yeah. It's perfect. I was watching. Uh, I would... I, I would ask you, Nick, to drop like your socials and everything like that, but I figure if someone's listening to this podcast, they probably already oh, know that where to find so you. that is so touching. That is incredibly uh, touching. You can find me on post at Picture List. Ooh, there you go. The additional <laughs> social medias. Uh, are you on Mastodon? Do you want to drop your Mastodon? Uh, which one? Hive. What is, like, that's the problem. Is like, well, how do I, like, Which one do I join? Yes. Right? Yes, all of them. Yeah, uh, so no. Is, Follow is there my anything Zanga. that you would like? <laughs> Uh, uh, Nick, join me there... for Twitch, guys. Go to twitch.tv slash pitcherlist. Uh, 10 a.m. I'm there weekdays uh, through a lot of December. So just come hang out uh, and get PO Plus. What are you doing, you dingus? Get in here. It's the best what place. What are you doing, you dingus? That's a, that's a fast. I love, I, love, I love how... I love that that's how both you and Fast uh, talk yeah, to I, potential I just, I just joiners. Take it. I just take it from Fast. That's, that's the whole I love out. it. But yeah, you dingus, get, join, join the club. It's the best club. Honestly, if you're worried about Twitch, sorry, Twitter dying away, like our Discord is what, you know, people are making Discord today. We've had this since 2018. It was a great yes. Discord migration of 2018 when we moved from Slack to Discord. It's, and, it, uh, yeah, it's well established. even there. Schwebzy, were you no, there? I was were you supporting there. actually on Slack times? I, I was there. I, I started uh, doing Pitcherless stuff at the very, very tail end of Patreon. Okay. All right, so that was 2019 then. All right. Well, it's always been Discord, as you guys have seen. And like, you know, we, yes. we were we are pioneers in the field. Come on by. See what we've done with the place. It's yeah. lovely. The Discord is very well run. The head moderator is fantastic. <laughs> the organization that you guys have implemented. He's so smart and handsome. He is. <laughs> so wonderful. Of course, talking about himself. Oh, I, I thought I was I talking say- about Miles Nelson, but you know. How oh, dare you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, as as an actual endorsement for joining PL Plus and joining the Discord, uh, I made some of my best friends through that Discord and through tangential relationships from that Discord. Also, I think it was probably, I don't know, like two months after I joined the Discord that I became an editor and contributed as a writer as well and also eventually got a podcast so you too could also get the exact same if you joined that's the pl actually, plus that's, discord that's true yeah the, the we, community member to podcast pipeline is strong we we knew it Jordan, is very strong uh from my uh, from the voice chat during the quarantine i literally hopped in the minute that i joined the discord yeah. i saw people were hanging out i think during postseason it was yeah, when randy no, rosarena was having his absolutely nutso run yeah for the rays that was pretty fun and oh. then soon enough we were doing trivia on tuesdays Oh yeah, we haven't done that in a long time. A long time. They don't run it anymore. Yeah, that was fun. I missed that. that. That was a very good time. We would all be so wrong all the time. <laughs> so confident yet so uh, wrong. Oh, he's definitely this. Andrew would say something. It's this. He goes, "Well, they're wrong." I'm like Andrew, but it's not. Uh, team Bogota. I love it. It's Bogota, <laughs> big Jesus. Oh God, that's right. <laughs> uh, 
I'm oh, sorry. We're, we're, sorry, folks at home. We're just reminiscing now. This is this is, this this is, is just... what PL Plus is, guys. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Part of it's it community. Too. It's it's come fun. Come on in. It's the just best. all in jokes. And you can be part of it, too, if you join yeah, Pitcher List Plus. Come on by. All right, Great. Nick, once again, thank you so much. Absolutely Appreciate wonderful. It. It's been fun. Thanks for having me on. Shwebzy, you you were here too, I guess. Uh, if you'd like <laughs> to follow us on social media, feel free to hit us up on Twitter while it's still running and not going to blow up from a random bug. Uh, you can follow us on our shared account at In the Deep PL. You can also follow us individually at Shwebzy for Shwebzy. That's S-H-W-E-B-S-I and Bunt Singles for myself. And we'll be back in a couple weeks with an episode with Ellen Adair. Toodles. Shwebzy, send them out. Bye, friends. <laughs> I have a distinct memory of sitting on my my parents' bed. They had a party downstairs. My sister was teaching me curse words. And I was very confused because all she said was a boat. And I didn't understand. And I was like, what? That's that just means a boat. That's not a curse word. Oh, dingy. No, no. I thought she spelled it with a P at the end. And I'm not giving you gold to to for your oh, post. You're, ta- you're talking about the, the doo-doo word. Yes. Got it. Yes. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. You're not going to catch me. <laughs> <laughs> not going to catch you. Oh, Lord. You guys are too much. I. Oh man, but yeah, in the deep, guys. And I'm, much I'm like waiting a, for you to stop recording so I can actually talk. But you know, <laughs> much much like a fauna merchant, he shipped his plants. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out.